Psalm 34, verses 7 through 9. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. So, Eric, um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little honest here. I'm gonna be a little vulnerable. Is that okay with you? You ready for a little bit of vulnerability here? Of course, okay. I'm, you know how compassionate I can be. <laughs> so, uh, when I think about this word fear and this word lack, uh, if I'm really you know being transparent with you, dear listener, with you, Eric, as well. Um, it's true. My own heart can go to fear sometimes, fear of lacking. And I think it's probably because I grew up with, you know, very little material provision. We just had a, just had enough to get by. You know, we were lower middle class at best. My dad worked for the church and really didn't make much money at all. And um, so we were always basically paycheck to paycheck. And um, that's, you know, it, it's actually been a really good thing to grow up that way because it's kept me really grounded, but there's still some lingering fear. It's like, oh my gosh, what if, what if uh, I lack again, right? And um, just being honest, but then there's this amazing phrase in here. Those who fear him, those who fear God lack nothing. And it's a matter of where, where to place your fear. Like if I remain in that in that place where I just mentioned, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to lack material provision. Okay, that's a fear. But now, oh, what if I fear God? What does that mean? What if I live in total awe and surrender and worship and adoration of the, the God of the universe, the one who owns a cattle on a thousand hills, the one who flung stars into their place? the richest person in the universe, so to speak. Uh, what if I fear and worship and adore and spend my life focused on him? Well, then now I look around and I say, oh, you know what? I lack nothing. If I'm with him, if I fear him, I lack no good thing. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. If I have him, I lack nothing. Even if all the material provision dried up, even if the absolute worst happened and I died, guess what? I gain him in eternity. So I'm just trying to um, put my fear in the right place to fear him. And it puts everything else in its right place, puts everything else in perspective. And I'm not fearing the things I used to fear anymore. It's funny. I'm just thinking about fear as you're talking and I'm saying, uh, I honor God. I love God. I love his son. I love the Holy spirit. But fear is not a word that I would think of, because mm -hmm. I think that these powers that exist, well, let me actually go back to the very beginning of this, because it really answers your question, and it answers a lot of questions. So it says, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who mm -hmm. fear him, mm -hmm. and he delivers them. So there's a part of this kind of human equation between man and God between us and Jesus Christ um, that gets articulated here. The man who should fear is the man who uh, does not does not taste and see, does mm -hmm. not believe that God is good, that believes that God does not exist. 
uh, and that the blessings of life are things that this person creates for himself and his family and others, like in a company or something, mm -hmm. and that he considers himself a very good person. The problem with that, the angel of the Lord is elsewhere at this point for them. Mm -hmm. Not everybody gets the angel if you're refusing it. Mm. God honors your refusals. It doesn't mean he's going to stop. But, you know, basically Jonah refused God and God in his own way brought, brought back Jonah to where Jonah was meant to be, even though Jonah resisted it along the way, pretty much all the way. So I think this fear is very, the way you were talking about it, was a little bit like the fear that the rich young ruler, that prevented the rich young ruler mm -hmm. from putting everything else aside and following Jesus Christ. You know what that means to me? It means that God is serious. That when he mm -hmm. calls us, mm -hmm. no matter what excuses we have, and it's, it's in parables, it's all over the New Testament, it's all over the Gospels, that... God is to call you into not relationship with him. He's to call you out of yourself and into, through the power of the Holy Spirit, into mission. And it's his mission for you. It's not the one you've made up for yourself that makes you a good person in everybody's eyes. It's a mission that may be quite obscure, but it's his mission. And I, I, I've come to believe that. I've come to believe. I felt so good when I heard that the angel of the Lord now encamps around me because I'm pretty sure you remember I went through a corporate bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And that corporate bankruptcy was a life changer for me because I survived it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't survive it. I went and, and recounted in my own mind what had happened during that period of, of duress. And I now believe an angel of the Lord encamped around me because mm -hmm. I wasn't done. I wasn't finished. I paid a price, but, I was, but there was something way beyond that time that was going to be important for me to do. Um, and I had no idea what it was. I have a better idea now. Hmm. 